Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast for Friday, August the 5th, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about who will want to sell their home in today's environment. There's a lot of mixed signals happening in the market. There are those who are acting as if nothing has changed in the last 120 days. On the other hand, there are those who absolutely know something has changed. We've entered into a completely different set of market conditions over the past 90 to 120 days. Interest rates have gone up a lot, and the cost of debt service has increased by nearly 40% in a very short period of time. I'm going to propose a tailwind that is eventually going to keep inventories low in the coming year. We've seen a large jump in for sale inventories over the past two months. This is the result of a flurry of new listings and a significant drop in the number of buyers. So supply has increased and demand has dropped. Prices have softened in many markets. The changes are not dramatic. Some markets are down 5% from their highs. Some are even down 10% from their highs after a nearly 44% increase over the past two years. It's hard to call this a down market if your reference point was 2019. Most sellers would have obviously preferred to time the peak of the market. My home market in Ottawa, Canada, currently has 2.8 months of inventory for sale. We've gone from three weeks of inventory in Q1 to nearly balanced market conditions in the short span of 90 days. This is a dramatic shift in market conditions, and so many of the markets I've researched all across the U.S. and Canada are telling a similar story. Inventories are growing, number of days on market are extending, but still in balanced territory around 30 days on market. I'm going to propose a thesis that some sellers may choose not to sell for now. A sale is an exit. The ultimate exit happens when you're gone and you no longer need a place to live. But if you're going to sell and you plan on being around a while longer, you have to be thinking at least one move ahead. Where are you going to go next? Are you going to rent? Are you going to downsize? Or are you going to upsize for a growing family? If you're selling, you're selling a property that probably has a fairly attractive debt service structure. If you're going to buy something else, you're going to face a more expensive debt structure. And costs for servicing alone have increased significantly since February of this year. Now, while yields have fallen for the 10-year treasury, which in the U.S. lowers the cost of borrowing for some types of permanent financing, rates peaked at 5.81% in June in the U.S. The drop in the 10-year treasury means the borrowing costs have temporarily fallen. Even against this backdrop, borrowing costs are still definitely higher than they were earlier this year they're likely to go higher again. We also have an inverted yield curve where short-term interest rates are higher than medium and long-term rates. The current Fannie Mae residential loans in the U.S. are pricing at 4.5% for a 30-year loan. In the grand scheme of things, this is still a great loan. Residential loans in Canada are pricing at 5.25% on a five-year fixed term. On a historic basis, this too is not expensive financing. When you consider that a year ago you could buy a 30-year jumbo loan for under 3%, the cost of that same house today is considerably higher. So the question is, so the question is, what will be the cost of buying something new if you do choose to sell? Do you need to sell? My thesis is that the jump in new listings is the result of sellers realizing they've missed the peak of the market and they're going to try and sell anyway, hoping for the best. I'm expecting a large number of canceled listings after a period of about 180 days. We can expect many properties to sell between 5 to 10% below asking price in order to transact. My thesis is that in a few months, sellers who will be listing their property are those who need to sell. They might be selling because of job loss, maybe an employment requirement to be back in the physical office after two years of remote work. It might be a medical necessity or some other financial hardship. But if people don't need to sell, they will choose to stay put and not move. 
Rather than trigger a much higher monthly cost of homeownership, homeowners will choose not to sell and wait for mortgage rates to fall. And for that reason, I'm expecting we'll see a drop in normal listings and a shortage of inventory in that category. At the same time, I'm expecting an increase in distressed listings. Those distressed listings will be at a lower price point than the normal listings. That will have the effect of lowering the average sale price. That doesn't mean the comparable value of homes that are not selling will have gone up or down. It simply will lower the market averages for transactions. And as always, the average doesn't tell the whole story. It means that six months from now, buyers who are looking for high-quality, desirable properties may still be facing low inventory in specific areas. But if you're an investor in the single-family home market, you're likely to find more relative bargains than you've seen in a long, long time. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.